0: The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services not only pays for healthcare, care, it accredits the organizations that deliver it. Now the Health and Human Services Office of Inspector General finds CMS needs to improve its oversight of a critical piece of healthcare care infrastructure, namely the cybersecurity of networked medical devices. For more, we turn to social science research analyst in the OIG, Ivan Troy. Mr. Troy, good to have you on. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Let's begin with what CMS's responsibility is here for oversight of cyber, of medical devices in the – I guess this is part of when they accredit organizations that they're going to pay to deliver health services.
1: Yeah, so it's two parts here. So CMS obviously is the agency in charge of Medicare and sets the requirements that hospitals have to meet to participate in the program. CMS does not have any requirements at all for hospitals to secure their network medical devices against cyber attacks. However, most hospitals, it's about 85% of all Medicare participating hospitals, instead of having CMS or through the state survey agencies who work on behalf of CMS to uh, make sure those hospitals are meeting the requirements, they choose to be accredited by these private entities called accreditation organizations. There's four of them who work in Medicare and the accreditation organizations, they must use all of CMS's requirements But they also have the discretion, the ability to require more than what CMS requires. So for this study, we looked to see what those accreditors were doing, because we already knew going into this that CMS had no requirements. So you were looking at the
0: accreditors or at CMS's oversight of the accreditors?
1: It's really what the accreditors were or weren't doing with regards to requiring hospitals to secure their devices. Got it. And what did you find? Basically, because CMS has no requirements, the accreditors have no requirements. They are looking for CMS to take the lead and sort of set the bar here. And unless and until CMS does so, the accreditors are just going to wait.
0: Got it. And did you get any sense of whether devices tend to be secure
1: at all? Or you probably didn't go that far downstream. Correct. Yeah, we didn't look at what the hospitals are doing. We're looking more at this oversight system that sees what hospitals are doing. So then the accreditors are doing some things sort of in certain circumstances. There's just no specific requirements that they have to have hospitals secure their devices.
0: Right. So the given hospital could be totally secure or totally insecure, but that would not be known necessarily to the accrediting organization, and therefore there's no way CMS could know it.
1: Right. And there are a lot of reasons why these devices aren't challenging for hospitals to secure all of them.
0: Got it. And so is there a health risk with unsecured devices that are networked?
1: I mean, there, there certainly could be, you know, a ransomware attack or other cyber attack. It could take these devices offline, which could impact the hospital's ability to deliver care.
0: Because we have seen ransomware attacks affect healthcare
1: organizations in the last year right. or so, correct? Yeah. I mean, since we started this study last year, the number has gone way up. And in fact, I believe it was you know, last fall that apartment department and the FBI issued a joint warning to the healthcare sector, warning of, you know, a huge increase in attacks. And I think cybersecurity researchers have verified that it's something like twice as many attacks in the healthcare sector than in other sectors combined.
0: Yeah, so there's real potential there. And in looking at organizations, do the accreditors then look at cybersecurity of their
1: basic information systems or that part of their infrastructure and just leave out the devices? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, at least one of the accreditors told us that when they are looking to see how hospitals are securing those EHRs and the health information in them, you know, because some of the medical devices are feeding information into those EHRs, the accreditor might look to see, okay, well, is anything happening to secure those devices or at least how they transmit data into the EHRs?
0: Yeah, so the potential dangers there are, one, hacking of devices for whatever purpose, and we've all heard lurid nightmare scenarios there, but there's also the threat of privacy violations and loss of
1: HIPAA-protected data, too, I guess. Correct, yeah. I mean, generally, with a ransomware attack, they're just seizing control of the devices and the network, and hospitals can't deliver care until they pay whatever ransom. Yeah,
0: they want to empty the pharmacy and send it to us or Put us, yeah. you know, give us ten million dollars in Bitcoin. We're speaking with Ivan Troy. He's a research analyst in the Office of the Inspector General at the Health and Human Services Department. So, does this point to some policy gap then in the relationship? Do you think between CMS and the accrediting organizations, or between the accrediting organizations and the organizations delivering healthcare, or is this a whole stream issue that needs to be addressed? Do you think?
1: Yeah, we definitely think so. I mean, we just talked about it. We think this is a patient safety issue because an attack on these devices could be an attack on the hospital's ability to deliver patient care. And so, yeah, CMS right now doesn't really have any requirements around this, and we think that's an opportunity for them to do so. All right. So what are your specific recommendations then? I mean, basically, what we think now is that as healthcare and technology have become more and more intertwined, you know, an attack on the devices like we just said is an attack on patient care. And so we recommended that CMS find and implement an appropriate way to add the cybersecurity of these devices to its routine quality oversight of hospitals. And we offered some options to CMS. For example, there are some requirements CMS has around emergency preparedness planning, where hospitals have to kind of identify what they think are their most pressing concerns, and they come up with mitigation strategies to address that. And so in this case, the accreditors, if the hospital lists devices as one of those concerns, the accreditors will talk about it, but it doesn't happen very often. And so there's an opportunity for CMS to have the surveyors proactively ask the hospitals, okay, what about devices? What are you doing to secure those? Yeah, and then alternatively, CMS could even have an entire requirement for hospitals to secure the devices, like a very strict condition of participation as part of its Medicare requirements for hospitals. So there are options here.
0: And CMS can avail itself of standards published by NIST, too, the National Institute of Standards and Technology, I'm sure, has one of their special publications on network medical devices and standards for those kinds of uh, hardware So there is something that CMS could reference if it wanted to and Mm -hmm. impose that. That's part of our
1: recommendation was for CMS to talk to these, you know, um, both internal expertise in the department and external expertise. So NIST, there's also High Trust, the Health IT Trust Alliance, and similar kinds of guidance like that. There's also agencies in the department that have a role, like the FDA – Looks at the cybersecurity of the devices themselves. So there is opportunity for CMS to use some expertise as it develops its path forward. And CMS
0: must have a big enough footprint over the healthcare system that a move they would potentially make to make more security in these devices could really change the whole industry, couldn't
1: it? Yeah, and that's why we with these options, like even something as you know, guidance for surveyors, not requirements for hospitals, but just CMS showing that they're taking this seriously, it's going to send that message out to the entire industry that okay, we have to take this seriously too.
0: And what was the CMS reaction to the report? Into the recommendations?
1: I think that question would best be answered fully by CMS, but I can tell you that in their response that they shared with us, uh, CMS stated that it concurred with considering additional ways to appropriately highlight the importance of cybersecurity of network devices for providers uh, in consultation with its HHS partners that have specific oversight authority regarding cybersecurity
0: got it so they want a little bit of firepower to go along with this new regime of oversight so what happens next will they issue a plan for that or do they have specific assignment
1: we have an internal recommendation tracking policy where the agencies will send us their plan you know a few months after the report is is finalized so we look to see what, what they're going to come back with
0: got it and earlier we asked whether you had looked at the actual state of cybersecurity, and that was beyond the scope of this report of this study of the medical devices. Is that something that you think you might be looking at, some sort of a survey of payees of CMS just to see what their state of cybersecurity is in general?
1: There is future work that has begun. You can see the details on the OIG work plan on our website. But there is work being done that's going to look at CMS's role again, the role of the Office for Civil Rights that has some role in this, and looking at protections for protected health information. But I think that study will also do some of its own testing of hospitals. Uh, cybersecurity protections.
0: And CMS does have some mechanism in place so that their surveyors can ascertain cybersecurity.
1: Their current guidelines for surveyors already include reference to cybersecurity, such as using strong passwords to secure EHRs. And even last year, CMS issued a regulation around EHR interoperability where, and I'll I'll paraphrase, but they said, we see no reason why the hospital conditions of participation can't include technology when it's a patient safety issue. And when you think this is a patient safety issue. And when you're spending a trillion dollars,
0: you've got a pretty big stick, too, I guess. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay. Ivan Troy is a research analyst in the Office of Inspector General at the Health and Human Services Department. Thanks so much for joining me.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you very much.
0: We'll post this interview along with a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows.
3: As we continue to face COVID-19, we're now facing flu season. Influenza has the potential to infect millions, putting lives and the healthcare system at risk. Now more than ever, it's essential to protect yourself from influenza by getting the flu vaccine. The flu vaccine is safe and effective and can't give you the flu. To protect yourself and those at highest risk, get your flu vaccine. Learn more at michigan.gov flu. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services.